Hi, my name is Marie Dumont, and I am the founder of the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club One. That's Bigfoot Club Number One. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Hey, everybody. Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 2. <laughs> this is Steven, and I'm here with... Uncle Robert. <laughs> Uncle Robert. Well, Robert. He... He forced me to do that intro. No, I, did so not. I, I had to really think. I there. did not. You forced me, man. <laughs> he said, "Look, just because you're over here and I'm over here now, you you got to do the intro. Yeah, because you want me over here. I you got to do the intro. It's, it's not like you're about to fight or something. I, I got to be ready, man. <laughs> I guess. Over here fighting for my life. How's your week? Uh, week's been all right. Uh, I guess. Yeah. You getting ready for a big weekend? Yep. What's what's this weekend? So tomorrow the boys have their uh, violin recital. They're gonna they're gonna be performing their solo with their box violin, but it's all about the motion. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing it right. Um, this is Suzuki strings. Suzuki strings. Yep. Wow. And um, Sunday is their uh, big uh, six. Six year birthday party? No, it's not really their birthday that this weekend. It's right? not. No, it's just their birthday party. Their their uh, actual birthday is March first, right? Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we, <coughs> so we want to do it on a weekend. Yes. <clears throat> yes, we do. Okay. We well, definitely do. But uh, yeah, other than that, no. And I, I went back to streaming on Twitch, and yeah, you sure did this week. Yeah, and I'm trying to trying to hurry up and get <laughs> get through God of War. Because there's just so many games coming out. I'm like, okay, I love God of War, but there's so many other games I want to... It's a big game, man. It's massive. Massive. Is it bigger than, like, um, Oblivion and all that? No, I wouldn't say that. It's just it's just a lot of... Uh, just a lot of side quests and... Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think the map is bigger than Oblivion. I could be wrong, though, but... Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a lot, though. Well, yeah, a lot. How, about, how about you? Oh, it's been good. I've been you've you've had a, a, a really busy week too. As yeah, well. I have, but I can't really say why. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Re- uh, I can't really say on the air because other people could be listening, and I don't. I don't want them to. Yeah, but but things are happening though, right? Yeah, things are moving, shaking, roll, rolling, yeah. looking for the one mm-hmm. called easy. But you know, no. When you're trying to better yourself and trying to do stuff, you know, it's it's never easy. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. But it's it's been a good week. Uh you know my you know uh grandma's getting better my mom's getting better she's mm-hmm. you know she's actually uh can take a shower by herself now and she's can get up and move and she's got a lot stronger so she's going through a lot of physical therapy and, and occupational therapy kind of like what I was doing but mm-hmm. uh you know she's 84 so you know she's moving and grooving and moving and grooving yeah ducking and jiving yeah who sa- who says that you do apparently okay uh, um we're going to we're going to probably get Matt on See what he's got going on. So let's let's give Matt a call. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, I'll try telling him that we're ready. Okay, I'm calling him now. 
a little loud. I'll put it down a bit. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on? What's up, dog? You're actually on the air now, so. Mm-hmm. On the air. You're on the air with Steven and Uncle Robert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Steven and Aunt Robert. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny that you say that because I say that to the boys all the time. Like I always switch out like uncles and aunts, and they yeah. always they always correct me all the time. Hey, that's funny. Whenever <laughs> like because you don't think that they're paying attention, yeah, you know, because they're just like you know looking around, you know, trying to find their like next present or something. I don't know or gift, and they're all like, "Hey, so did you did you hang out with uh, with uh, Aunt Carrie? Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quick on that. They're, yeah. So, Kids are always paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Especially whenever, except for them whenever you want them to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, that's. Yeah. I don't know about that. It's like it's like selective wanting to pay attention. <laughs> Matt, how the heck are you doing, bro- brother? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. We uh, we just wanted to get you on on the second episode of Big yes! Club. Yes. Second so, second episode, man. So that means we survived the pilot. <laughs> yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. So how's things, week. how's things going with uh, Bigfoot Crossroads? They are going fantastic, Bob. Now, I noticed that you didn't you didn't take a break at all, did you? You didn't. I, uh, I did not. He I never, did not. He never takes breaks. I take forced breaks whenever I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you uh, get, whenever you can't get whenever you can't get people to answer your calls, right? Or your yeah, calls, yeah. So. People ghost me. They want to come on, and then they don't answer the call. Or sometimes I get busy and just fall behind a little. But uh, I try to stay pretty on schedule. Just released a show this morning, as a matter of fact. Did you? Was, who? You know, who did you end up talking to? If you don't mind I me talked asking. to a guy named Tyler Howell from Florida, who had a sighting as a young teenager while deer hunting in southern Alabama. And then years and years later, uh, he actually captured video of a possible Bigfoot. Wow. Um, with his uh, cell phone. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going to prove anything, but uh, yes. I mean, it, it, it's pretty far out there. It's kind of blobby and everything. But actually, uh, Doug Highcheck took a look at it. Wow. And is firmly a believer that it is, in fact, a Sasquatch. And uh, from Tyler's description of the behavior, I have to kind of agree. He said, uh, you, you know, you hear a lot of reports of Bigfoot crossing uh, power line cut throughs, you know, like where they'll clear out an area for the big, huge electric lines going across country. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was out in a wilderness area. I think it's a hunting area. And uh, I can't, he was killing time basically uh, before he picked up his kid from school middle of the afternoon it's a bright sunny day and everything and he saw this large uh dark colored figure uh close to 600 yards out there um and it was walking on two legs so he got his phone out and started you know videoing it as well as he could with a phone you know whenever you try to zoom in with him it's, it gets pretty blurry but whatever the thing was he observed it actually getting down like on the ground and like digging around on the ground like it was looking for something and then it got back up and walked across the uh 
you know, the clearing there. And whenever it got to the other tree line, it stepped inside the tree line, but it had like a, a couple of saplings. It was like standing between two small trees and like holding onto the trees with its hands. And it was like rocking side to side and he could see like the trees moving with it as it moved. And, uh, Freaked him out pretty good, you know. Um, he wasn't able to get out there. Like I said, he had to pick up his son, but I think he went back the next day or shortly thereafter, and he found a bunch of uh, possible track impressions in the area and stuff. So pretty interesting uh, story, you know, uh, combined with the one that he had whenever he was younger. And now he is a uh, Bigfoot investigator and is he, doing it all the time. Is he associated with a certain group or... Uh, not really. He does go out with a few people. Uh, Stacy Brown Jr., for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Stacy. Yeah, he's done some paranormal stuff with him, and uh, you know Connor Flynn and Matt Williamson, who I've both had on the show before, and mm-hmm. uh, just the typical, you know, Florida bunch or whatever. Does Does he know uh, um, what's her name, Marie Dumont? Uh, he does, I wow. believe. He, uh, she was uh, part of an investigation that he was at. Um, I don't know if it was a Bigfoot investigation or a paranormal investigation. They kind of do everything yeah. out there, you know. Yeah, she kind she kind of does a little bit of both, and I think she, she whenever we talked, she talked. She said that she runs into paranormal stuff whenever she's doing Bigfoot stuff. So she kind of. Hmm. Enjoys that, but uh, that's an interesting story. I, you know, normally I do listen to your podcast, and I haven't listened to that one. But that's an interesting story. The one because I was kind of, I, I know whenever I I hear it, I'll probably get this answer. But so this thing didn't notice him while he was taking, you know, pictures of it. I, mean, I don't think it did. I'm not sure if it saw him after it got back in the tree line and was watching him whenever it was rocking side to side. Yeah. Um, cause isn't but it, isn't that like in a, the video, it yeah. acts like it doesn't even care that he's there. Yeah. Cause like the, rock- and that was kind of one of the things that I brought up to him. So to be perfectly honest, I've interviewed him twice. Uh, <laughs> the first time there were some technical difficulties and the recording just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he'd come back on and he agreed. And so I recorded with him again. So there was some stuff that I talked about the first time that I didn't talk about the second time and vice versa. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned, you know, if that was a person, like it, I'm just picturing myself, you know, I'm out in the wilderness going on a hike or whatever I'm doing. And I come through this clearing or water out of the tree line. And I see somebody that I don't know, you know, a car parked way down yonder, and they get out of their car and start, you know, holding their phone up like they're taking video of me. I'm going to, like, wave at them or look at them or something. I'm going to acknowledge that they're there. But this thing just didn't really seem to care that he was there at all. Um, it's kind of strange. Steven was kind of getting at what were you, you going to say, Steven, about the rocking? When, when they do the rocking, isn't that like a, like a threat or like a... Well. It's like a... It's. I mean, if we base it off known primate behavior... Um, a lot of apes and larger primates will do that whenever they get nervous or agitated. Yeah. Uh, so, so whatever it, he was looking for, he couldn't find it. He was probably agitated at that. Yeah. And we were kind of speculating, you know, what it might've been looking for. Uh, I mean, first off, if it was a person, I mean, this isn't like, it's a clear 
cut area. Like they cut down the trees to put these power lines through there, but it's still like grown up and brushy and everything. It's, it's not, uh, real easy terrain to navigate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so had it been a person like, why were they down on their hands and knees digging around? And he said he went out there and he couldn't find anything. And there wasn't any, like, you know, any edible vegetation or berries or anything like that, that he could see. I speculated that, you know, maybe it was going after like a field mouse or some bugs or something. Who knows? Uh, maybe it dropped its contact lens possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And that maybe that's why it didn't see him standing there taking video. Did he say it was like an older one, a younger one? Or he, he couldn't tell. It was way too far. But uh, the analysis that Doug Hycheck did, uh, Doug believes, and it appears this way on the video, that it, whatever it is, it's all one uniform color. There's mm-hmm. no breakup of like a shirt and pants or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. He, Matt Moneymaker actually is the one that uh, told him to start a YouTube channel and post the video. Hmm. So this video has gotten him quite a bit of attention uh, from some pretty big names in the Bigfoot world. Um, that's pretty. I mean, to get you know Matt Moneymaker and Doug Hijack, yeah, to comment on your stuff. That's that's pretty big, yeah. man. And I I believe he has uh, Doug Hijack's analysis on his YouTube channel actually. Wow. That's so a, people that's can a, that's, check it out. That's impressive. Yeah, Tyler Howell Outdoors on YouTube. If anybody wants to go look at it, okay. Um, there was uh, I. I wish I and I, I apologize for not knowing uh, the episode, but there was an episode that I wanted to ask you about on your show. Uh, it was a lady. Maybe it was an episode ago, or maybe a couple episodes ago, and she was talking about. Uh, I'm not, I haven't talked to you about this, Stephen, but about a Bigfoot encounter in which she came across as a Bigfoot uh, in a creek bed. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but it was injured. And, yeah. and it was it, and when she like came across this, this another like a, a parent Bigfoot showed up and scooped him up. And I was talking to you off show about this. And this was probably the very first time I have ever heard a story of a Bigfoot being injured. Yeah. Is this, yeah, is, this sure. is this the first time you've ever heard that? Uh, yeah. I mean, so there's stories, but the stories are like really, really old ones, you know, like mm-hmm. things of like a, you know, a tribe of Native Americans finding an injured Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest and, right. you know, helping it recover or whatever. Uh, but they've become more of folklore type stories not saying that they're not true just that they're very old and no one can verify them or anything like that it's just you know i was told this story you know um but this is the first time i've ever uh personally talked to for sure a witness that says that they found an injured bigfoot so this bigfoot Uh, was like like did it have a a compound fracture or she says it looked like it had possibly a broken leg it, what had happened was she was out camping with her family, uh, her and her husband at the time. And I, I believe even to this day, she's kind of one of those people that, uh, lives off the grid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not completely off the grid, but you know, doesn't want to have much to do with civilization. We'll say, and, uh, they were camping. I don't know if they, did this all the time. Like this is where they lived or if it was a special trip or whatever, but she said they had like a little, uh, 
uh, travel trailer or whatever that they were staying in. And her husband had gone into town to pick up some supplies and left her there with the kids. And she was really young. She had two small toddlers. She was 19 at the time, I think. And now she's um, an older woman, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say in her late 50s, early 60s, possibly. Um, But yeah, she had just put the kids down for a nap. Her husband leaves and she hears what at first she thought might be like a coyote or something vocalizing. It was kind of strange. She hadn't really heard this before. And there was a nearby creek that the sound was coming from, and she kind of like wandered off down there uh, trying to see what this noise was. And whenever she got into the opening of the creek, she saw this creature. She didn't have any idea what it was. She said it was covered in hair, but it was laying on this big boulder next to the water. And she said it wasn't small like at first when she told the story i thought it was like a juvenile or something but she said which it probably was but she said it was at least as big as her so it wasn't like an infant or anything um but there is blood uh around it and she said that it was laying in kind of a contorted position where it kind of looked like its leg was broken or something clearly in distress and she's like walking towards it this whole time And she said she got about 25 or 30 feet away, I think. And something right behind her just let out this hellacious scream that just rattled her. Uh, And she instantly dropped down to the ground, you know, startled, uh, thinking that she was getting ready to die. She doesn't know what's behind her. And she kind of looks back over her shoulder as this other much larger one jumps over her scoops up the injured one under its arm and takes off and is gone in the tree line within three steps, she said. Wow. And uh, she ran back to the trailer and got inside the trailer, you know, locked the doors and everything, waited for her husband to get back, told him what had happened. They go down to the creek. There's the rock with all the blood on it and everything. Uh, She said that he had a pocket knife on him and he took out the pocket knife and scraped up some of the stuff. And I think they put it in like a Ziploc bag or something. Mm. And, uh, she took it to the state police, I think, or local sheriff or whatever, took it to the police and, uh, turned it in and told them what had happened. Yeah. That's gone. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so her husband was some sort of he had some sort of job with uh, the forest department at the time and was gone all the time. So it was like about a week later, he was gone on, you know, for work. And uh, so she went alone back to the police station or whatever to check up on the incident. Now, keep in mind, this was whenever she was 19. Yeah. She's now most likely in her 60s. So this was a long time ago. Yeah. There was no internet or anything like that. Um, so she, you know, goes in there and she's there to check up, you know, on the samples that she brought in of the blood and, you know, did they investigate and all this stuff? And they're like, who are you? We, we don't have any records of that. They just tell her that she's never been there before. They don't know her. They have no idea what she's talking about. So this was probably like in the early 70s, right? Late 60s? Or probably 70s? so, yeah. I didn't ask. I didn't ask, to be honest. Um but yeah, it, it would probably have been seventies. Uh, now this is the the Bigfoot Club of me, you know, coming out. 
didn't she say that she saw a scrotum? On this? Mm. <laughs> she did. Did she say that she saw? Well, she a, she did. When it jumped over her, did it hit her? <laughs> she was teabagged by Sasquatch. That was the original title of the episode, Teabag by Sasquatch, and I decided to go oh, a little bit different God. with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. But hit. I mean, honestly, though, see, so yeah, she said that, and it, it's funny. Uh, but from an investigative standpoint, to me, that kind of lends credence to the story. It does. I mean, who who else would think about that? Yeah. What I want to know I mean, is she, how, does, she, how does that Bigfoot hurt get injured? Yeah, I, I don't know. The blood, like, did it, I don't know. Did it get? Uh, what I'm thinking? What am I thinking of? I feel like Grandma. Uh, <laughs> uh, bear trap. Yeah, uh, uh, bear trap. Um, did it? I mean, back then, that's a very big possibility. These days, you're not going to find a bear trap. If you do, yeah. it's poachers. You know the. Uh, I'm not sure about the legalities of it, but then, you know you can't have bear traps. What and state? Like, what, what, what state was this in? I can't say. Okay. Oh. Um, that was her one stipulation of coming on the show. She did not necessarily want to come on the show. Uh, hmm. she was kind of found randomly in a larger Bigfoot group on Facebook. Uh, somebody had inquired about people, you know, who's had a sighting or whatever. And she had said something of, to the effect of that uh, she had a sighting when she was 19 or whatever. But she didn't go into details or anything. Right. And then uh, eventually a friend of mine contacted her, spoke to her privately. She told more of her story. She was asked if she would be willing to come on a podcast and share it. She agreed to talk to me, but she wanted to know, like, what my intentions were with having her on, like, what was I going to do with the story, you know? And she was like, eventually, uh, she agreed to come on, but she was like, the, the only thing is I don't want any location information given because I don't want people uh, coming after these things. It was like, in, you know, it was like a long time ago. I don't think they're going to be able to find it, but yeah. that's just me. But she says that, that's, that's she says that she had a, an encounter later on and she believes that these things are just out there. One of the really interesting things about her story mm. was after it happened she went to her dad and told him what had happened and he just looked right at her and he's like well that was a sasquatch that's awesome <laughs> and uh i asked her i was like well that's that's kind of weird that your dad would just go straight to Bigfoot, you know? Yeah, because like, uh, you, it's you, almost like he had an encounter or something. She or he, goes, or oh, he, he did. Oh, okay. Wow. So he was an old-time prospector, you know? Oh. Yeah, I'll say this. It's in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Um, but he was an old-time prospector, and he had a couple encounters, I guess, uh, including one where he was actually diving in a uh, river looking for gold and uh, had like the air hose ran to the air compressor and everything, you know, supplying them with oxygen while he's diving. And uh, something grabbed a hold of the hose and started dragging him in. And whenever he got to the surface, uh, whatever it was, let go of the hose and went off crashing through the woods. He didn't get a great look at it or anything, but uh, he said the force that it was pulling him up to the surface terrified him and 
whenever it took off running and let go, he went back underwater and stayed down there for like 10 minutes or so before he came back up and wow, gathered up his stuff and got out of there. That's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, he's going to have to come he, he's going to have to come out eventually, yeah, but I know that's why I was like 10 minutes while he had the Did he did he have like did he have like the old time gear with like the metal head and yeah, I, I assume so. Wow, I, I don't man, know. That's even scarier. Navy that's, diver. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Who wants to be a Navy diver? <laughs> oh, you want to be a Navy diver, boy? Sounds like Navy diving to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I know. I was, I was waiting for the right moment, and that was it. Steven was, Steven was doing Pedro Pascal. <laughs> oh, that's the sign that live. Sounds like Spanish to me. Okay. Put a pen in it. <laughs> Let's put a pen in that. So <laughs> No, but seriously, in all seriously, that is... That's a terrifying story. That is b- both of them. I know, but like, you, you rarely get a person, you know, number one, see a injured Bigfoot, and then and have, like, support over your parents. Very yeah. rarely do you even have that. So that's yeah. that was can, amazing. Can she describe the screams of it, like... Now, obviously, the parent scream or the parent Bigfoot behind her mm-hmm. was probably terrifying. But like, all from what I from what I gathered, you said that she just heard something. But like, was it like did she know it was like a cry, like a terrible cry, like a scream? Or it, I asked her. She said it was like an angry scream. Like if you take one more step, you're a goner. Yeah. Mm. So from, from the Bigfoot that was hurt. No, no, the, no. The uh, that was coming. The one that was hurt, she described it as kind of like it, it sounded at first, like I said, she thought it was like a coyote yelping or something. She could tell that it was an animal in distress, but it wasn't like any other animal she had ever heard before. She That's... had never heard, you know, at first the noise got her attention and she was like, is that like a coyote? What is that? That is, And, and that's what got her to go down there. Wow, that is. And later on in life, uh, she told me that she actually uh, took care of like some lions and stuff. Like she's had like wolves and lions and all kinds of crazy exotic alpha predators that she's like raised and taken care of. So, so she's like used to like all these big, you know, predators and everything. This was after the event after that. Yeah. Yeah. Like years later. So it sounds like to me that sounds like to me. <laughs> no, it sounds like to me that she has that, that, that nurture, uh, vibe about her. So if she heard that, that, uh, distress call, she wanted to, you know, go check it out immediately and maybe, uh, go help it. And so I wonder if that the, the, I, I mean, apparently this, this parent Bigfoot was angry that she was walking toward it, but I wonder if if it knew it that she didn't, you know, pose no threat to it eventually. Yeah, I think so, because it screamed and jumped over. It had the drop on her. Yeah, I mean, it you could know. easily, wow. besides the... T- and, like, I'm, I wondered after the fact, so she's like a young mother. They're out there camping. She's got these two toddlers. Mm. And we've heard about this time and time again. Possibly... This was a younger Bigfoot who wanted to get a look at those toddlers or maybe even wanted to play with them. Who knows? Yeah. And was like coming up by camp and checking them out and everything. And maybe whenever it was crossing the creek or something, it slipped and broke its leg or something, hurt itself somehow. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's, you know, ridiculous, but I'm just trying to paint a picture here. 
and uh, that's what they were doing there. I'm just trying. I'm so confused with the blood. Like, yeah. Did it, did it, I mean, did if it you have a compound there? fracture, you're going to bleed. That, yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, because like, just for example, uh, Albert Albert Osman's story. Whenever he was um, being kidnapped, he described like these these uh, juvenile Bigfoots doing like amazing things, like bouncing on their you know on their on their on their butts. Just bouncing and just hopping all the time. So uh, I don't know if this was a juvenile, but it, you know it could have been wanted to play and maybe slipped on, like Matt was said, you know, slipped on a rock and broke its leg or something. So I don't know. It's just it's and when when I heard that story, I go, man, I couldn't. I think I called you like that same night. I heard it, yeah. and, and I called you and we talked, and I said, man, I have never heard. Of a story, you know, firsthand of someone talking about, you know, an injured Bigfoot, an injured Bigfoot. So, yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. And she definitely came across as she was one of those people that, like, even if you don't know him, it's like she is not making this up. Yeah. <laughs> She's not trying to get published. She don't care. She cares about Bigfoot and, you know, them being okay and protected and everything in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, I mean, she was dropping F bombs, you know, <laughs> she, she was a, a hard old lady. You know what I mean? Man, she must've thought one she's of those on, types. Man, she must've thought she's on Bigfoot club or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, oh man, that's a, uh... That's scary. That is scary. Like, I hope that Bigfoot is okay. Yeah. Obviously true. that was a long time ago. But when it comes to that, because I always, I think I asked, uh, I forgot who I asked. It was one of our guests of how um, it, it, it had to have been either Marie mm -hmm. uh, Dumont or, oh man, I can't remember. But I asked on, like, since it was Florida, I go, the, there's like swamp, everything's dirty, you know, if a Bigfoot gets a, a scratch or. Right, like stuff like that. Like, yeah. is, do they know? It was what, it, it was Marie Dumont. Yeah, there you go. Like, it, do they know what to do? Like, as, in this case right here, it's a it's a broken leg. Like, and yeah. if it's bleeding everywhere, like obviously that's like serious. Like uh, surgery, you know, when you think of something like that, oh, they're gonna have to go to the surgery. But what do they do in that situations where if it's like that, like is the the juvenile Bigfoot beyond saving? Does he even walk again? Like that's yeah. the stuff that goes like in my mind. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah, there's uh, no, there's no Bigfoot ER. Yeah. No, it's a really good question. You like, know, uh, like what do, what happens whenever the older ones get too old to take care of themselves? Exactly. It's, it's one of those things. Cause it's, it's gotta be the same thing. It's gotta mm -hmm. be. It, it, I, I just think the rest of the group takes care of them. I would, I would assume so. Picks but. up the slack. It's either that or they kill kill them and eat them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. See, take like, your pick. Yeah, because they don't want the, the – it would slow down the – if there is yeah. a group, it, it would slow down the group. It would make it a, a huge liability. Uh, and it just makes you think like, oh, man, like you have lions. Like if they can't eat, they'll eat their cubs, you know? Right. Yeah. So, what? yeah. That's but you guys have been watching uh, The Last of Us, correct? Yes. Yes. Did you see that little segue I did, Justin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, in that, you know, recent episode, what did the brother do whenever his little brother needed help, you know? Yeah. You, you, you do what you got to do. So, maybe in that scenario, you, you know, that was a dad Bigfoot, 
and taking its kid away from the group and doing what it had to do. Uh, another interesting thing is that it was by the creek. And whenever animals get injured, um, I know this from like hunting stuff, mm. uh, they'll head towards water. They'll head towards fresh water. And I don't know if it's like a thirst thing or what happens, but injured animals will go towards water. So I wondered if, you know, since it was hurt, it had gone towards the water. And that's why she found it by the creek or whatever. An actual very famous Bigfoot event, the uh, siege at Honubi mm-hmm. uh, that you might have heard of. I have. Um so that story's been told a lot. It's been featured on documentaries and in books and everything else. But I talked to one of the guys that was actually there at the time. Uh, I used to talk to him all the time. Uh, it was his brother that actually shot the Bigfoot. And he told me uh, the details of the event that they didn't include in the public story that they told. Mm-hmm. So take it for what you will, but according to him, uh, so his brother shot this Bigfoot. They had been harassed for a long time at their house. It was getting to be a dangerous situation. Um, there was actually, uh, I think his brother's wife and daughter had been grocery shopping and came home. Now keep in mind, this is out in mountains in Oklahoma. We do have mountains, Mm -hmm. uh, out in the middle of nowhere and they came home with the groceries and before they could get out of the vehicle, this Bigfoot comes out from around behind the house and is basically standing there looking menacing, uh, between the car and the house. And they were terrified. They didn't want to get out of the car Mm -hmm. and, uh, it eventually went away or whatever. And they're able to get out of the car and everything. But, that's the level that it had progressed to, to the Bigfoot coming up close and not caring that, you know, it was being seen or whatever. Lots of stuff happened. Uh, it would come up and look in the windows at them while they were like eating dinner. Uh, the daughter and uh, another child were in the home and were beginning, getting really frightened. Um, so there was a lot of things that escalated to the point of them actually shooting at the Bigfoot. Uh, so the brother was there. He shot the Bigfoot. It went down in kind of a ravine behind the house, and he could hear it uh, breathing heavily, trying to tr- catch its breath and everything. It was injured. It wasn't going anywhere, but he couldn't get eyes on it. Um, eventually, more Bigfoot came, and there was a lot of rock and stick throwing at the guy and his brother, keeping them back. Uh, away from the injured one and according to the brother they observed these Bigfoot running around and like snatching like moss off of trees and stuff and he said for lack of better explanation it looked like they were gathering up items and that they made like they took these items and smashed them together and were like smashing it on the wound like dressing the wound and then they uh, picked up the Bigfoot and started carrying it across the road and up the mountain. Medicinal and, uh, purposes, right? Yeah. Wow. And as the Bigfoot were crossing the road, a uh, logging truck was coming down the road. 
and actually stopped and saw the Bigfoot, like in the headlights of the truck, and went down the road to a turnaround and hauled ass out of there. And he said that him and his brother stood out in the road trying to flag the trucker down, and he just blew past him, wasn't going to stop. Yeah, I would too. So, <laughs> uh, so apparently, the, I'm, it, his whole thing was there was like another witness. You know, they they've tried to find who that truck driver was, but they never were able to get that information or anything. They wanted them as a corroborating witness or whatever. Right. But he said, yeah, it, it looked like they were like gathering up medicinal plants and herbs or whatever and dressing the wound that's interesting so they know Hmm. yeah so i mean who knows you know they do they do they do 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 you know whether i mean i for the for you know just for the listeners purposes uh do you know whether these bigfoot returned afterwards uh, to seek revenge or anything like that i don't know because they uh the brother moved out of the house after that Mm mm-hmm because it sounded like to me, it sounded like to Max, <laughs> sorry, uh-huh. so, it sounded like to me that they had just, it sounded like they had just moved in and that's why this Bigfoot was coming by and checking them out because there was probably nobody there before, right? I, I don't know how long his brother lived there previous to this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Basically, the whole thing started was his brother had a deep freeze that he kept outside and they would keep, you know, extra food, and, you know, they were hunters, so they'd have, like, deer meat in this freezer and stuff, and uh, something was taking food out of the freezer. And so they put a padlock on the freezer, um, and the Bigfoot got pissed off about it. Mm. The Bigfoot would have probably broken that, though. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Uh. Sounds like a weak Bigfoot to mine. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> he said that there was, uh, you know, I want to say, I could be wrong about this. I don't remember if it was like an old car or an old metal building or there was something metal uh-huh. uh, on the property back behind the house. And that something, and they assume that it was the Bigfoot, actually took a rock or something and scratched an X on the metal. Wow. Like on the side, big and visible, where they could see it from the house. X going to get you. <laughs> X going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he going to give it to you. Oh, man, that's that's creepy, dude. I mean, yeah. that's, like, that's... It's, it's like they know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know, but, yeah, they know. Yeah, that's that's great. That's a great story. Well, man. you know, hopefully that Bigfoot learned its lesson. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. I mean, obviously, I hope he's okay, but it sounded like he was like really trying to, you know, get some meats, get some meats, and it's not Arby's, man. It's not Arby's. You know, they had <laughs> well, the this particular incident. Um, like I said, a lot of things built up to it, but that night, his brother uh, was home alone. And he was inside the house watching TV, and they would come up and slap the back of the house. See, that right there would just... Mm. And it was like all this stuff had happened and had been happening and everything. And one came up and was slapping the side of the house, and he just got pissed off. And he was like, enough's enough. And he had uh, an SKS rifle. Um, he went outside, 
and while he was like on the front porch or something and he could hear it still running up and like smacking the house and running back down into the ravine. And whenever it ran back down in the ravine, he walked over there to some big tree kind of on the side of the house and he got behind that tree and he just waited there. And whenever he heard it run up, it smacked the house again. And as soon as it smacked, he stepped out from behind that tree and just started firing mm. and like unloaded his clip at it. You know, when I, whenever I was doing stuff with Kenny over in Kimichi, he had a cabin and we would get that in the middle of the night sometimes. Something walking up and slapping, slapping a cabin. Slapping the bass. <laughs> you can do that. You jerk. <laughs> That's not, not amused. Slapping the bass. Mm. Slapping the bass. Sounds like slapping the bass to my <laughs> Oh Lord! Because uh, Andrew's gonna get mad at us, probably. <laughs> so like, what the fuck are they doing? Stupid! Whatever it is, is stupid, and it stops right now. I know. Turn that stupid shit off. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, that is. See, yeah, I mean, that Bigfoot was just. A lot of things was building up to it, and they, just like an animal, and an animal. I mean, there's there's some great stories. I mean, there's, but you know, stories. The injured like, Bigfoot was like the best one. I've yeah, never heard of that. Yeah, never. I Always mean, wondered. And I go, man, has there ever been a Bigfoot that ever broke its arm, broke its finger? What does it do? Yeah. What does it do? Where does it go? Where does it go? Like you know, is it called cryptids? You know, nine one one. They what? go in a portal and they go to you know some place or yeah. I don't know, but that's interesting. I you know I've always been interested in stuff like that and. Because, like, you always get the story about them crossing the road yeah. or them, you know, um, you know, picking stuff, you know, just just by chance, just seeing them in the woods and just that's it. But when you hear stories like this, man, there's stories like that behavior uh, and them actually acting on stuff. That's always to me. Behavior always, like, intrigues me the most. I don't know why, but it just does. And it's, not coming from someone who says that they, like, mind speak with them every day. Yes, you know, it's just some lady. Uh, I saw this whenever I was a kid. This is what happened. That's it. Take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah, she's not trying to get famous. She's not. Yeah, she's that, not, those are always the good ones. Yeah. That's when you know you're like, yeah, you know, they saw something. And that's um, and that's yeah. Um, Stephen, I know you wanted to talk about some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you you ready to talk about that or? Yeah, I kind of wanted to, you know, include Matt on this too, obviously. And I'm glad you you were like, yeah, Matt's gonna come. I was like, oh sweet. I wonder what he thinks about it. Yeah, Matt, what do you what do you think about what's been going on with these uh, these UFO sightings recently? And there's balloons and drones, whatever drones, balloons, and then there's there's trains being derailed and and you're not gonna like my answers. I want, but I still want to know your your thoughts on it. So there's this thing called the internet. <laughs> uh-huh. Internet to math. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this internet thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you saw your neighbor walk outside and get their newspaper and walk back in the house and you took video of it and put it on the internet, there would be a conspiracy theory created around that video within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so the balloon stuff. First, you have the uh, China spy balloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot it down. Then, along with all that, uh, it wasn't real long ago that they released a big uh, government uh, paper on the UFO phenomenon, and they're studying it and all that stuff. <clears throat> UFOs are a thing now, especially the internet is the the UFO internet community is on swole right now. Um, there's tons of people in it. It it's very active. Then the government comes out and says, hey, you know, we shot down some other stuff. We don't know what it was. You know, uh, one was cylindrical shaped. One was hexagonal or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to retrieve them. People just ran with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. What actually happened if you actually read the statements by people from the government that were releasing comments and things pertaining to the things, they said from day one, these are balloons, we just don't know where they came from. We don't know who owns them. So what happened was whenever China had their spy balloon get noticed by civilians and they were over nuclear military bases and stuff, uh, NORAD, which is like our radar defense system, mm-hmm. was recalibrated because a few months ago, our radar system for our defense in North America was not calibrated to pick up balloons and things that small. They were only calibrated to pick up like military aircraft and things like that. So they saw, okay, China's sending these spy balloons over. We need to recalibrate our radar system so we can see them. So they did that, and whenever they did that, they saw that, oh, there's other things up in the air. There's there's other balloons out there. So they shot them down to be safe. But now, you know, they can't find them or whatever, but they went ahead and released the information that, like, yeah, they weren't really connected to China or anything. They're most likely just, like, stuff from private companies or whatever, just... Anybody can go buy a weather balloon and send it up into the air for whatever reason. There's lots of places, universities and everything else, that send weather balloons up all the time. Hmm. Sometimes they get lost. Sometimes they don't come back. I saw a post just this past week where a weather balloon crashed in somebody's backyard. And, like, they had photographs of it and everything. And, like, they turned it into the police or whatever. So, like, these things happen. It's just our radar systems have never been calibrated to see them before, and it's never been a concern to, like, publicly make statements about for the government. Hmm. Now they're doing that. They've never once said these are UFOs or these are extraterrestrial in nature or anything like that. But Hmm. the Internet, being the Internet, couldn't wait around to find out the details. They just read the headlines and just started, oh, it's UFOs, it's UFOs. Hmm. Well. Interesting. So what about the ones that, like, there were videos of, like, you know, lights in the sky and all that stuff? Like, they weren't necessarily, like, you couldn't, well, you couldn't tell if they were balloons. You you really couldn't. Yeah. But there was, like, a lot of UFO sightings where there was, like, there was, like, a line that would just, it would, like, a ball of light would just shoot out, and it would be, like, a line of, like, ball of lights. Uh, I think there were some in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, the like, problem is with... 
UFO hysteria happening now because of the government coming out and saying, yes, these things do exist on our airspace. Mm-hmm. It's going to be just nothing but fuel for hoaxers. So now you can't really trust anything that you see on the internet. Right. I know people that have hoaxed UFOs really? and gotten on the news with it by doing nothing more than sending up Chinese lanterns. Wow. That's all they did. They floated some lanterns up in the air, got on the news. Uh, Flares. Flares get shot off. Flares get taken up on drones and shot off. Fireworks on drones. All kinds of stuff on drones. You can put any sort of lighting system that you want to on some drones. And guess what? At nighttime, you get several drones up in the air doing different light displays and then just shut them off. It looks like the thing's disappeared. Hmm. I mean, there's lots of ways to hoax UFOs. However, I've seen a UFO in my life. I know that there's stuff up there that we don't know what it is. The government has come out and said that there's stuff up there that we don't know what it is, and it does things that our technology can't do. So That's a scary part. Yeah. So, you know, it's just that whole issue. Just like I know Bigfoot exists. I know Bigfoot's out there, but I also know that people on the Internet want to get famous and make fake Bigfoot videos all the time. Mm-hmm. Same way with UFOs now. The problem is, whenever it comes to UFO stuff, uh, the, shall we say, independent special effects artists uh, really like making UFO videos and just posting them on the Internet just as a joke. But they're really good at it. Uh, I posted a thing not too long ago where some visual effects artists had made a UFO video and a Bigfoot video that looked very convincing. And they eventually, like a couple weeks after they went viral with those videos, made another video saying, yeah, it was just us. We, you know, this is how we did it. I saw a guy that had made a very famous UFO video, uh, got millions of views, and then he made another video showing how he had made it entirely on his computer and (laughs) the most amazing thing about this footage was the ufo footage was actually shot from the inside of a car going down the road through a windshield and you can see the car's dashboard and everything and he actually had constructed everything in the video on his computer including the car's dashboard none of it was real and it all looked very convincing So you're, you know, a lot of people that make, that make visual effects like that. I know a few. Yeah. You know a few. That's interesting. Matt. Are you okay? (laughs) Jeez, Robert, you getting all choked up on us? I know. Sorry. You're so moved by your story. What is, what is your, your friends in uh, Colonel Beans say about this? I sound weird now. Friends in the calling of beans say. Freaking Don Vito over here. <clears throat> I don't talk to them about the balloons. Okay. I was just wondering. Uh, I have... Jeez. I have been sent a video that is supposed to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I don't... It, it was publicly released, um, so it's not like a secret or anything. But according to the powers that be or whatever, um, this is a legit UFO video. Hmm. And I mean, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. 
the the problem is could it be created by people yes it could in my opinion um, it could have been done with a drone and some lighting but then you have people who are in the know and by in the know i mean people who worked for the united states government on ufo stuff who said yeah this one's real so i don't know you know we don't get to talk about a lot of ufo stuff on this show Mm-mm. I mean, I think um, I'll, I'll, I just know that I always knew that it would it would be really really hard to 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 hoax, but I didn't think of the simp- the simple or uh, simp- the simple things like using a drone with lights, using using a drone with fireworks, um, stuff like that. Like people will go out of their way just to <clears throat> get views, I guess, or just to get get it noticed. Um, or for it just to go viral, just to go viral, yeah. So the <clears throat> the whole like Bigfoot, I can understand people can easily get a, a ghillie suit or a Bigfoot suit and go out there and make make some tracks, blah blah blah, you know. But to go out of their way to do like some UFO thing, that that's a, that that takes a lot of. I don't know. But a lot of them don't have to go out of their way, right? I mean, if you let's say it's not the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. let's say it's the second of October. Mm-hmm. And some kids got some leftover fireworks. I used to do this all the time. I had a he- I was shooting off fireworks year round, uh, and they go out. You know, they're in the middle of nowhere or whatever, or they're out, out on a boat on a lake or something, and they're just shooting off fireworks. And they go high enough over the horizon that mm-hmm. somebody on a highway five miles away can just see them for an instant. The light and oh, against yeah. the complete dark backdrop, they don't see that they're actually coming out from over a hill and going back down behind the hill. Mm-hmm. So they just see these colored lights flashing on and off, and they're all in a pattern. I mean, that's a UFO. You don't know what it is. You saw it, right? It's in the air. So, Did they I think a lot of people see things that they don't recognize, and they just instantly go to UFO when there actually is an explanation for it. And I think that a lot of people see things that are actually UFOs and we don't know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Did they, did they court, did they associate these sightings with uh, those train derailments too? Yeah. That's, that's what they were like saying. Like, yeah. It's a balloon. false flag thing, a distraction. Yeah. That's it. Let me tell you about the train derailment. What oh, I do yes. know about it. I, I, I don't know anybody from Ohio uh, personally to talk to about it uh, from the area or anything. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this much. Uh, If they hadn't ignited the chemicals, there would be hundreds of thousands of people dead right now. Right. Wow. They picked the lesser of two evils. They did what they had to do to save as many lives as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. it was a tragic event for sure, but uh, I don't think there's any sort of media blackout or anything. I think it just boils down to a real simple fact that nobody's allowed in the area unless they're part of the cleanup crew right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't like to get political on this show at all, but uh, those are those are swing states, right? Both of them? Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. Oh, it's <laughs> always weird. It's always weird. To, mm-hmm. I mean, how will the... Certain political factions handle it. What narratives will get spun? Mm. <clears throat> but 
I don't think it was done on purpose. I just think that uh, I think politicians take advantage of certain situations. I I can't go as far as to say that they necessarily create tragedies on such a large scale. Mm. I mean, it was like uh, 9-11, which, you know, I don't want to get political at all. Mm, I was about to bring Um, that up. (laughs) But obviously people still to this day, you know, well, I saw where, you know, engineers said that that, okay, well, I know people that freaking died there. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Are dead. And uh, they weren't involved in any sort of government cover-up. They're really dead. They weren't paid off to go into hiding or anything like that. All that crap started uh, with the Oklahoma City bombing, too. Yeah. And, like, that hit as close to home as possible. You know, and there's all kinds of conspiracy theories around that. Well, guess what? I know people that died there, too. Mm. Uh, it's just ridiculous. The It's easy to go to a conspiracy theory, but then whenever you start really picking at it, it just doesn't add up. Uh, that's been my opinion on most conspiracies, at least. Yeah. And maybe I'm just a dumb sheep, you know. Maybe I'm just a simple person that, doesn't have the mental capacity to figure it out. But in my opinion, it all starts to unravel whenever you start getting into questioning the details. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I think it's cool to talk about though. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the world needs more people like that, like you, Matt, that thinks that way because you don't, everyone's saying, Oh, look, look at this, look at this, look at this. But you're all like, why are you telling me to look at it? I prefer to worry about stuff whenever I have a reason to worry about it. Right. So don't tell me just to worry about something because this could be the situation. Show me that it is the situation. Mm-hmm. And nobody can do that. Yeah. I think um, I think all this stuff is like misdirection, you know. Oh, yeah. There's, I've read you, that, too. You, you fake one way and, mm-hmm. you, you know, don't look over here. So I don't know. But what are they? But do you really need misdirection? Yeah, you really like. Can't you just like, like for instance, the easiest way to tell a lie is just not to say anything at all. Yeah. So like, they don't really need misdirection whenever they can just not talk about something. I don't know. It's media, man. It's just I don't trust it most of the time. So this is me. So, well, I was part of the media at one point. And, like, I saw firsthand what they do. I mean, it was my job to spin titles. Yeah. Because people don't read the articles, they read the title. So you spin the title, and you support that title with your first paragraph, and then you put your filler content, and then at the bottom you tell the truth that you're required to. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not always required to, though. And I watched huge media outlets not lie, but just misrepresent the truth on a daily basis. Hmm. And it was my job to pick the right ones that supported what my outlet wanted to support and to attack the ones that didn't. Yeah. And I did that for multiple years. But you don't, and, but you don't do it anymore, though, right? No, no, of course not. Of course not. That's interesting. Very. Very interesting. Sounds interesting to the man. man. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I know he's probably hating us right now. Oh, Jesus, because you guys, freaking Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I like, I like we were like in seek on that one. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man of the woods, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. So, uh, so Matt, uh, I appreciate you. No, 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 no. No, 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 what? Well, what? Oh, I put myself out there. What do you think about all that stuff? Oh. Well, I was going to say, I appreciate your input. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I appreciate your input. Okay. Now, one one thing like that, when it comes to stuff like that, and then the government saying, "Oh yeah, th- there's there's UFOs, they're 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 real now." That always that always like shook me in a way. I yeah. was like, well, well, f- well, I was like, well, fuck. Are you serious? <laughs> they did so well, so well, keeping it like, oh no 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 no, that was that wasn't a thing. Like they made it like a game, you know. With with people who believed and, and and people who wanted to know and find out the truth, they just kept and then they just kind of just gave up, you know, because I guess they knew, either they knew or they just said it. I don't know why they said it. Ah, uh, Stephen. See, see, yeah. Here's where you got to think, but that's the scary part. Yeah, that's the most terrifying thing out of all, <laughs> all of it. Yes, the why. The why exactly? Why now? Why now? Is it because technology is getting a little bit more advanced? Man, and people, all let me tell you, videos. I just, I just thought it was like a mister, like again, like a misdirection. But, but a misdirection to what? I know they, they just didn't want us to focus on certain, like Matt was saying, certain titles. But so UFOs? That, that's their misdirection that they go with? Yeah. yeah. Like okay. So here's the thing: if mm. you, if you go back and look at the news. The years leading up to this, uh, and I believe it starts with um, Obama's presidency, mm. we shifted our outer space focus entirely to Mars. Like, out of nowhere. Like, we're going to put people on Mars. Let's start investigating Mars. Let's send some drones up to Mars. Let's see what what's going on with Mars. Forget the moon. Forget all that stuff. Mars, 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 Mars. I mean, Elon Musk was going to, you know, put cities on Mars, all this stuff. Everybody's going to Mars. Out of nowhere, it just seemed like all of a sudden, like, that's the thing. Then we get to Trump's presidency. Yeah, we're, we're going to launch a, a division of military in space yeah. called Space Force. <laughs> we're we're going to put the military in outer space. Why? Why haven't you done that before? I mean, what's wrong with NASA? What's wrong with the Air Force? What? So you have these little things like first the Mars thing, then Space Force. Uh, actually, at some point in there, funding got stripped away from NASA. Uh, NASA, I believe, was a uh, independent private organization, and the government wanted to take their own direction and not have to answer to NASA. NASA is still around, obviously, but they lost a mm-hmm. huge amount of funding. Then you got Elon Musk and these other individuals that are now privately going into outer space. And now, oh, yeah, by the way, um, UFOs are real. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we denied it up until now. Uh, we're not going to tell you what we know, yeah. but we're going to acknowledge that they're real. So, 
it could be a situation where it serves multiple purposes. But I'm just terrified that all of this is building towards something for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they told us now for a reason. Now, did they use it to their advantage? Like I was talking about earlier, they'll use things to their advantage. And like Robert's saying, possibly. I mean, there were other things going on politically at the time that they didn't want people paying attention to. Mm -hmm. But still, they could have said something else. They could have gone a different direction. So why UFOs and why now? Mm-hmm. What what do they know? What's what's going to happen? When When is contact happening? Another conversation that I had with my UFO friends, I asked one of them who uh, works as a civilian for the Air Force, used to be part of the Air Force. I said, do you guys have any idea? Like, have they recognized any strategic maneuvers or purpose behind what we're seeing in the skies because like we use military tactics from hundreds and hundreds of years ago invented by generals and geniuses long before we got here and we still use them to this day Mm -hmm. so i know that the military can recognize these tactics and these patterns so i was asking him are the ufos showing any sort of pattern that the military recognizes do they know what their purpose is and he said, as far as everybody can tell, it seems to be observation. Like they're coming in to observe. And I said, huh. That, that's weird. That's the giveaway. Because <laughs> if they can travel from other places, either interdimensionally or space travel, because we don't really know. They could just be portal hopping. Who knows? Yeah. But if they have the ability to do that, we have to assume that their technology is way more advanced than ours or it's entirely different than our technology. But if they have that ability compared to where our technology is and what we have the capabilities of doing, we launch these billion-dollar satellites into space, these giant telescopes, and look miles and miles and miles and miles away. From a military standpoint, you get out your binoculars, you get out your telescope, you know, you you fly over in an airplane and you observe from a distance. These things should be able to sit a hundred light years away from Earth and watch what we're doing. Why are they so close? Why are they inside our atmosphere? Surely they have the capabilities of observing us from a safe distance without revealing what they're doing. So why are they so close? And he goes, you know what? I've never heard anybody mention that before. (laughs) That is. mm. (laughs) I mean, this seems like more of uh, advanced observations. Like we've been observing you. You're not a threat to us. So now we're going to come in close because it doesn't matter. It seems like to be this close, they would have some other purpose other than we're just checking you guys out. So what is that other purpose? Hmm. That's pretty deep, Matt. Maybe they want Sorry. to. It's a, maybe it's an experiment to them to see how how well we we notice it, and that's the giveaway. And that's the giveaway. <laughs> maybe that, it's just like you know, whenever you're a kid, you'd roll up outside the fences at the drive-in and tune in your radio and watch the movie. Maybe they're just trying to watch The Last of Us and can't maybe. get a good picture from where they're at. <laughs> or watch uh, Signs. 
Imagine if they did that, though, and like we're watching our television and our movies and stuff and thinking that that was actual reality of what's going on here. Yeah. Like, wait, there's a virus? I swear there was dinosaurs running around this place just a second ago. You you mean the historical documents? Yes, Yes. the historical documents. The historical documents. Well, guys, we're actually coming up on, we just went over an hour, so. One minute, 40 seconds. A minute and 40 seconds? No, I had to break it up in two, like when we... When, oh yeah, when Ricardo when Ricardo started coughing, mm-hmm. uh, it was like thirty over thirty five seconds, and now it's over thirty seven seconds now. So, mm. well, I apologize for hijacking your show. No, that's fine. No. I mean, it's, no apologies. It was pretty deep, and we we thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, I'm just I apologize to you for. I mean, I don't know. I you know I apologize about Matt. <laughs> so. We're just trying to get Matt to do that once. And he, he has not. He has he's never not. seen it. I don't do it. <clears throat> Just copy us. Yeah, man. <laughs> I can't copy you copying something else. I'll butcher it. That's what oh, Matt's If I did a impression of you doing an impression of him, he's like, you can't do an impression of Robert doing an impression of me. <laughs> he said that before, too. Yeah, that's what you can't do that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh man, Matt, you have any shout outs before we before we call it a night? Uh yeah, I do. Go, go, shoot. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Who deserves a shout out is the question. Logie? No. <laughs> well, if you're not gonna do a shout out, Matt, then how does people? How do people find Bigfoot Crossroads? Well, they can go to the Bigfoot Podcast, uh, BigfootClubPodcast dot com, I believe, <laughs> is the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can I shout out Big Dog? Yeah. I, I don't believe. I mean, like you know, we've commented back and forth before. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I know he does, like, fabrication and stuff for car audio and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, tipping on faux foes and all that, man. Ooh. I see what he's doing, man. That That's badass. Um, I used to, like, my first love in the world was car audio stuff. That was, like, my first job. And I'd go hang out in a, in a car stereo shop and learn as much as I could about it and then started working for them. Uh, whenever I was just a young teenage boy, and it's cool to see that kind of stuff again. See that people are still doing it. Man, he does. He does other stuff too. He does like um, weapons too. He does weapons. And, yeah, and weapons. space weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He can. He can like uh, alter. No, he's a badass man. Yeah, big dog. He is. I love him. You should have him yeah. on your show. You should have him on your show. <laughs> he's got. He's got a couple stories. He's got to hit me up. Okay, I will let him know. Or maybe I got to hit him up. Big dog. I got to get a. I got to get a Yowie person on, man. Yeah, just yes. tell me. Just tell me who, and I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll hook you up. You Where, tell me who. I would. I would start off with Yowie Dan. Yowie Dan, then Gary. Gary. Gary, Gary Lamb. Gary Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Momoa. Like Gary Lynn to man. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> The side just made it better. <laughs> we should do it as a ringtone. Yeah. I um, want 
oh to so bad. Oh, Lord. We're so Bigfoot Club. Mm-hmm. Aren't we? We're we so, we so are clubbing. Bigfoot Club. We're so clubbing in the Bigfoot. Yeah. I forgot I got to do that one thing. What thing? That thing. The thing? Oh, yeah. the, oh the thing. Yeah, John Carpenter. I forgot. The I need what? to write it down. Yeah, do, do that thing, man. Yeah. John Carpenter, man, yeah. Um, Steven, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, Shout-out to you for getting me this Sentry toy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did buy that. Sentry toy? Yeah, he got me a Sentry toy. A Marvel Legends Sentry? Yes. Man. I saw it, and I just said, you know what, Steve, I got to get this Okay, I have to, because this boggles my mind. Where was this at? Uh, It was at uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. Yeah, Walgreens is a spot, man. For, for, I, don't I get, sleep on Walgreens, man. I, I, Wal- I, I don't now, especially now. But no, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you know, when you go to, I've been to Walgreens, I've been to the CBS, I, and I've always seen Marvel characters. I've seen like, like Spider Man, Black Panther, Captain America. I have never seen a Sentry unless I went to a comic book store, a, cent- a Sentry toy. Yeah, because there's people like me. See, I'm a former toy hunter, hmm. and uh, Walgreens was one of the secret spots. Mm hmm. Because they get the same cases as everybody else. So the rare figures and the chase figures get put on on the shelves. And most people don't go to those places looking for toys. So sometimes you get lucky and they've just put a case out and you get something cool like Sentry. Yeah. You, you know what I, saw, I found there too? Uh, Jason McLean's Metroplex Monsters was there too. What? Yeah. At Walgreens? At Walgreens, yeah. What kind of Walgreens is this? I know. I need, we need to go to this one, Matt. Come over here. And we'll, it's, we'll it was in. It was in Grand Parry, Matt. <laughs> sounds smart. Like, sounds like Grand Parry to Matt. I found an orange card sand trooper at Walgreens. Wow. And that was a big deal back in the day. Whenever I was looking for it. That's uh, that's totally awesome, Mister Bob Reynolds. Bob Reynolds, man, century. I can't wait to. Uh, they somewhat introduce him. And- Did you see Steven Yoon's going to join the Marvel Universe? Yeah, I, I saw. I, I saw wonder who he's going to play. They they had him listed as a Sentry, didn't they, Matt? Yeah. yeah. What? Really? That, that's what they're put. I mean, I don't know if that's official or anything, but like people are like posting pictures of him and Sentry in the background. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, I still think it should be Edge. Edge? Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of old though. I don't think. Edge has the acting chops for that, though. Uh, Who else? Who else could play it? Mm. Henry Cavill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love that. Uh, now, um, that'd be kind of cool if he did, though. That would be kind of cool. <clears throat> I don't know. Man, that's that's a... That's a tough one. I have to really look into that because I never, never really thought. I go, man, who would, who would be like other than Edge? I'd be like, man, Edge would be perfect. Yeah, but he's, but that was like ten. Ethan Hawke. Oh, oh, you really want to piss Robert <laughs> off, dude? No, no. You really wanted I, to piss I, Robert off? I would. I would even watch it then. So, man, he really here. Was he? Yeah, he was. Uh, what's his face from uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, Mister uh, Step Step on Glass Sandals. Yeah. Um, just thought that was a weird opening. I was like, "What the heck? What's, what's, what's going on here?" Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Matt, thanks for coming on, man. We really, really appreciate it. Well, Bob, thanks for having me. So you made it on to the second episode. The second, second not episode. the first one. 
second. The second episode. Not salty. Not salty at all. Just saying. Yeah, did you did you happen to, to catch our last episode on season review and who we Where you voted? discussed your favorite guest <laughs> from the previous season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Matthew Reginald Nappers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bartholomew Nappers. <laughs> Indubitably. Mm. I just I just thought you'd like that. I so. had a feeling. Yeah, it was a safe bet. I, I was hooked on that feeling and I was high on her you know, believing so <laughs> Well, Stephen, again, do you, do you have any shout-outs? <laughs> um, uh, yes. Shout-out shout to... Uh, Any time of the day, man. Mm, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> do you All have right. any... You, you didn't even... Did you shout-out? I didn't shout anybody out. Just uh, Grandma. Grandma's doing better. I'm yep. really happy with that. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, we just went over 11,000 followers on Facebook and Jeez. getting close to 10,000 uh, likes. So I'm pretty happy with that. And Oh, man, I, I just can't say enough good things. So everybody that listens to the show, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, please go to our social media and our YouTube and give us, you know, a follow, subscribe, uh, five, you know, five-star review. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. Go to our website. BigfootClubPodcast.com. Check out our merch, our bios, old episodes, and we would really appreciate that out. So, what did I say? Appreciate that out. We really appreciate that out. Who says that? Smash that like button and hit subscribe. (laughs) And don't forget to click the bell so you can be up to date on the latest episodes. Oh, my goodness. That's really good. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, man. Booby, dooby, doo. All right. That was great, Matt. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Matt. Good night.